This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. the important one, yes? The cappuccino machine. Ah, it is a good way to my hearts. Ah. Oh, welcome, welcome. Don't mind us. We're just, uh, well, it is a new season. It is a new day. It is a new, well, revelation out there that we had to work with. So we decided we had to renovate our space here for better filming, for better, uh, well, for more drinks, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, uh, yes, come, come. Speaking of drinks, have you had this latte here? It's, um, it's a Centauri latte. A little extra of the... Mm, but, uh, I think you'll enjoy it, yes. Uh, unless you're, uh... If you're Bikiri or Mimbari, perhaps not that one. If you're a Pakmara, oh, you won't even notice the difference. But... I suspect you wanted to know more about the Dalmarie Celestia, yes? Good. Well, we had a great revelation last time. Great mysteries abound. Great strings and structures all about. And we finally got to know a little bit more of the great mystery that's been hanging over our heads for, what is it, 45 episodes. Well, we know a little bit more of this mystery. But we have more to digress in this. So... I have to remind everyone that there has been a little bit of a time jump as we are gone from season two, which was the last episode, to season three. Welcome to season three. Aren't you lucky? You made it to season three. Isn't this fabulous? Good, good. Now, now I was going to uh, elaborate more here about what happened last time, but one, I want you to, I want you who have not heard anything to go back and re-listen, and two, I think I had a better explanation on reset. What do you think, Mia Grant? Dance straight! Thank you, there you go. Uh, <laughs> everyone had gathered around the shuttle, and it was the same shuttle that you guys took to get on board, which had vanished for a second or two and everybody had a vision. Well, when everybody who is currently surviving came back to the shuttle, everyone put a hand on it, and the uh, Madame Vidrasitni did something or other, you're not exactly sure. You guys all had the same sort of vision again, but in this case, it was slowed down a bit, and you caught the conversation between the uh, very, very small fragment of Vorlon still in uh, the Minbari, who, uh, Milgram, who had, was having conversations with this astral entity, for lack of a better term, who had mentioned that they are back, and the Vorlon had said something to the effect of, they shouldn't be back. How can they be back? And it said, I don't know, but they're back. And, and the Vorlon said, this this is very bad. We have to go home now. Yeah, I'm assuming they're talking about the Yithians. They should not be back. Yeah, I'm going to assume that's what the discussion is here, too. Okay. Or Ty will, anyway. <laughs> that's what they're talking about. 
Yes. Well, they, they, let's not lie. These guys have been a problem. You did see Vorlons completely uh, uh, shutting their planet down and keeping them all together in the hopes that a, a Nova, a supernova, will take them down once and for all. But I'm also going to say this. Is that the only ancient race you guys have encountered so far today uh, uh, on this journey? No, but like, they're all body snatchers, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes meta sometimes metaphysically, sometimes physically, sometimes metaphorically. Listen, I'm just tired of having my brain invaded. <laughs> By the way, we now have another bumper sticker. When you guys came back from that vision, however, uh, two people had been watching you guys work. One was Tuvo, who was, again, partly processed, so he looks like a half uh, Brakiri, half Cuban hybrid. And uh, Yorni, with her uh, slightly new outfit and duffel bag full of interesting stuff, who had been waiting there for you guys to return. Apparently, while you guys were having the vision, the, uh, the people and the ship disappeared for six minutes. Happens. <laughs> yep. What's winking out of reality? That's fine. I do that. It's called Tuesday. I mean, you said it. <laughs> I've been doing that this week, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've just kind of ignored timelines when it came when it comes to this game, because in theory, you guys should have been like, you know, several seasons worth. So you're talking at least a couple of uh, large segments of time. But it feels like, oh, yeah, this happened the other day. We're fine. Uh, <laughs> What's that saying? I'm ADHD. The other day can be any time from yesterday to my birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, time is relative. As the Yithians found out, apparently. So, you guys had all come back. Now, again, there was a number of people who were there, including the Psycops that you guys had talk talked before. They were apparently on the ship. Uh, the mountain of a Drazi with a Luchador mask had also been there, as well Love as... That guy. <laughs> um, as well as Madame Vidrissini and uh, uh, Padini Foglio, as well as Foglio's troop, his entourage, his entourage feels accurate. Yes, well, his they are his performance artists, so mm -hmm. uh... entourage feels accurate. <laughs> I believe there's a goddammit in there somewhere. Goddammit, Entourage feels accurate! No, I'm just saying, like, uh, the last scene of them you painted for us was them all gambling and doing drugs out in the hallway. Entourage feels accurate. Fair enough. <laughs> they weren't doing drugs specifically, they, but they were gambling. Uh, and I thought they were doing drugs. Oh, no worries. So, yes, so you had them plus a few other people who were on the ride with you. I believe also the rangers were also uh, there as well. Uh, Aparo and uh, Kutbusek. Yeah, I think we yeah. specifically requested the presence of Kutbusek and then I guess Aparo's there as well. Well, yeah. Well, they were, well, Aparo was also on the ship, so he would have been there uh, at, if nothing else, at Madame Vidrissini's request. So, now there's some people who weren't there, very obvious. I mean... Obviously, Alan Gibbons was not there. Also, Kanur was also not available. 
also, you know, a few others here and there uh, were also not entirely uh, available, but, you know, just how it is. Um, I'm looking at my roster now. There, there. Oh, yes. And there was one of the Abai delegation, but not the other two. Stuff had happened, and the, the several game that were with you the last time did not arrive. So... I mean, they're methane breathers, so they've probably got some issues to deal with. What with us accidentally blowing up their section. Also, Not they the got whole section. Bugs. <laughs> so. No, yeah, they were hey, probably some necessary flashbacks. Mm. Is sorcerer having having bug flashbacks? There we go. Yeah. I get worried about anybody wearing a helmet these days. Fair enough. That's where you guys had left with this particular bit of knowledge. Now, I hadn't made any bit of a other uh, form of cliffhanger, though this was a bit of cliffhanger because something was both revealed and now what does this mean? At the same time, yes, you, there was the, the, the flesh ship that had left that had basically been shot its way out of the ship, destroyed a number of fighters, leaving, thankfully, uh, Denny alone. Uh, or at least Denny was smart enough to kind of go, you know what? You're in charge. I'm just going to get out of your way now. I uh, trust their it... sense of self-preservation. <laughs> well, after it lost, you know, just watched it eat or, you know, acid up uh, plasma or something that it just kind of destroyed another ship. Yeah, she kind of went, you know what? This, I could I could open fire. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to back away slowly. Hey, discretion is the better part of valor. That's true. So yes, they uh, this. So some of the people weren't there. Also, again, <laughs> uh, we had a gentleman who started us at first, whose character is uh, gone, so he didn't make it back. I'm just going to assume that he's dead, uh, mostly because I haven't talked to him in months. Not that yeah. I assume the player is dead. I'm, I'm assuming his character is dead. I can't. Uh, remember his character <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, it's around here somewhere. I have it listed somewhere. Um, I don't have to list it that much simply because of like, well, he would have been on the, he, he would have been playing with us. Oh, wait, he didn't. Oh, well, never mind. So, yes, you've got a couple of these situations. You just watched everything change. Yes, you're still dealing with the fact that you guys are on the far side, as far as anyone knows, of Vorlon space. You have this strange uh, planet out there, tri triune planet, that is called the first and last outpost. And... You also have uh, a couple of other things that have come to mind. Sorry, come to pass recently. One, uh, you found out there were uh, former agents of the Shadows working in a particular area. You found them out, and that's how you got uh, both uh, Tuvo slightly adjusted and how Yorni now looks different. Uh, also, that's where Wagner got dropped off, and nobody's asked a question about it, but that's why. You have the chapel, which is... Again, taking a small section of the, of the area and seems to be drawing in people for a particular faith, and it kind of worries you a bit. Uh, the captain has been put on disabled simply because Captain Jones Storenko is kind of nuts now. People usually get put on disabled after they start foaming at the mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Even yeah. I know that. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, Captain John was Miller, right? He was uh, promoted to essentially captain in transit, you know, field commission, as you were. Uh, Rand, that was the other guy's name, was Rand. I just found that part. Cool. I believe it was John Miller. 
Someone please correct me. I, I can't find where I That sounds it. right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound immediately wrong. <laughs> I'll work with that. Yes. Good. Uh, I have notes everywhere. And yes, you also found out the bugs were called the Kulati. So, yeah. And then you also had to deal with Doc Rule, who at least one of you knows is a war criminal who has done unspeakable acts uh, in the name of, let's just say, science. Um, yeah, Ty hasn't really had time to talk to everybody else about this yet. Fair enough. So, but after your little vision quest uh, that happened, what would be y'all's next step? I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm worried that a large chunk of the ship is missing now. Oh, yes, there was that part, too. I almost forgot. Yes, a uh, number of people have gone missing. Now, I will say this for that part. Um, you know at least where a percentage of those missing people went to. Oh, well, yeah. Brains and jars? No. <laughs> flesh ship. No, the, 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 flesh the ship now. Still don't like that phrase. <laughs> um. <laughs> if you come up with another one, I will leave that up to y'all. Uh, bio ship? Bio ship works, okay. Organic spacecraft? <laughs> Ty's really pushing for evacuating still and has been for like oh, a while now actually let's be real <laughs> fair enough so yeah. yes you've got these evocations and you just had the vision so again how do you choose to act I guess is the big question so they were supposed to come up with a plan for evacuation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how's that plan going Okay. Well, let's assume that for the season break, there has been a month passage. So we're going to do that month now. All right. Okay. Okay. So in said time, yes, they have decided to evacuate a number of people. They're doing it in stages simply because it's going to take time to establish base camps on the viable planets, viable moons, I should say. And so... It will be done in shifts. Again, there's only so many shuttles they can go through, as well as they're trying to keep the uh, ship as active as possible, simply because uh, this is also where most of the resources are, power, food, water, all of that is still in the ship. So you're, you're it's very much like colonizing uh, a new land. You don't just, you know, you can't land this ship. Number one, it won't be able to land, period. But... Um, not that kind of ship. <laughs> not that kind of ship. But... Uh, some of the shuttles would be able to transport people over in the same way that a 17th century ship would then transport people to, to land. Mm -hmm. okay, um, I know what Mirgrat's been doing. What's Mirgrat been doing? They've been spending the entire month pulling strings to make sure that they, the brains in jars, Dooley, um, Ty, Tuvo, Wagner, Kutbusak, and uh, 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 diplomatic attachment and also uh uh yorni are all on the same like shuttle to to go down like okay they've been they've been pulling strings to make sure like everyone that they want to be together stays together uh give me I mean, a diplomacy check we're uh, in the process or of in... oh, yeah didn't uh, we like pack up because like we were about to like leave leave 
Yeah, yeah. Was, we were doing a thing with Madame Vigrasini where we had to go down to the surface of a planet to like do something prophetic. That's so. true. Well, then you guys had the, uh, everyone put their hand on the ship and all of a sudden you disappeared for six minutes and that kind of freaked a lot of people out. So that canceled our, 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 our day, day trip? Not necessarily. I'm just going to say that by the time that we open the next episode, and I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes now for this episode, everybody enjoy. Welcome to Behind the Curtains. My name is Dan. I'll be joining you this evening. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Odyssey, a space, uh, a Babylon Five space drama. Let us look more into the characters therein. Like Mirat, Ty, and Dewey are just sitting in directors' chairs and bathrobes. <laughs> but then you have to tell us what's your favorite word, your favorite curse word. What you use your actor's, you know, I have to do the full inside the actor's studio. Uh, <laughs> so basically okay you they were planning to do expeditions down but again they have to establish the base camps Madrid and City want everybody to come down so let's assume that by the month after they've established at least a couple of base camps on a couple of planets the, me the methane one is going to take a lot more so they've asked the methane breathers to either if you're not in your encounter suit please stay in the methane breathing part of the ship which most of them have have done fine there don't they have to do that anyway <laughs> well, true but they, you know, basically you have asked them basically not to make an appointment to go down to their planet to set things up because it's taking a little bit longer. So, yeah, that yeah. So they're mm -hmm. basically saying don't ex don't expect a vacation, and even then, they don't want them to you know put on their their encounter suits and go down to the planet that's not a methane breather because that just complicates matters. So, so they're they're in quarantine. Essentially, they're they're ship bound quarantine. Uh, they can still do the usual stuff they did, but they can't, you know, leave. Um, so they're in quarantine. So, in quarantine. <laughs> now, most of the... Uh, now, here I will say this, that after a month has passed, at least a couple of base camps have been established on two or three different uh, moons down there of various different attitudes, climates. They try to find the most... Uh, accommodating climate. It's, uh, everyone, it's not like a, you know the old Star Wars. This is an ice planet. This is a forest moon of Endor. There's you know always multitude of climates on every planet, except for you know the barren, rocky ones, because they're all barren, rocky ones. Um, we call those Mars. Yes, Mars, the Moon, uh, certain ones around Jupiter, you know further beyond. But Mercury. again, they're starting. Sorry, no, actually, Mercury has two climates, facing the sun and facing away from the sun. <laughs> Wait, Mercury doesn't have a rotation? Uh, I can't remember, but, okay. like, whichever side is facing the sun has a very different climate from the side that is not facing the sun. Yes. Okay. Um, although Venus is also a uniclimate sort of planet, simply because almost all of it is volcanic gases. Yeah, I mean, Venus is uniclimate because if you have a heavy enough insulated blanket, it's all just blanket o'clock. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, so, and I'm recycling that. That should be fine. So, yeah, so basically a lot of this has been very basic camps. A couple of the medical people went down. A couple of the science team went down. Uh, Madame Vizrasidi has stayed, but has been organizing a expedition to one of the other moons based on a couple of visions she had and she's been asking for again the people in the vision because she constantly feels like they need to be there now some of them are more than happy to go 
they're not doing wrestling matches anytime soon, so your uh, giant brick of a Drazi, who is named, uh, I had it here a second ago, it was, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? The oh, yes. Uh, uh, Kaluta. So, yes, Kaluta is more than happy to go with y'all. Uh, your usual group was also, as you mentioned, with your, you wanted to make a influence check and pull strings, make sure it was on the same thing. Uh, will be there. However, Wagner, last you checked, was still with the 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 association. Who oh, had... right! I forgot that that he flipped on us. Well, I'm not pulling strings for him then. <laughs> he chose his side. I, I'm Ty isn't gonna go back for him. Okay, my new intern is is Kaluta. I need someone to lift shit. You will have to convince him of that, but we'll get to that. Because he is not just a, a he is not a intern for hire. He is a gentleman of sport and strength and honor. He is also, of course, a lucha, which means he's going to if you if you let him, he will fly anywhere. I mean, like sleep. Oh yes, but I do want uh, Mirgrat. Give me a diplomacy check, just in general, just so I have a, a basis to go by. And yeah, influence would also be good. So if you want to do both, you're welcome to do so. Just tell me which is which. Eka? All right, uh, diplomacy or influence? Uh, let's start with diplomacy, <laughs> then we'll go to influence. Okay. That would have been your diplomacy of 12. Okay, let me get your influence, please. Okay, uh, so for influence. Uh-huh. Uh, am I doing uh, Pakmara or League of Non-Aligned Worlds? Do League of Non-Aligned Worlds. In this case, the Pakmara might be able to help, but this is an ISA ship, so you're dealing with them specifically. Okay. Okay, that's my league in. Holy shit! Okay, fourteen. All I right. mean, I can roll my Pakmara influence to see if the. Uh... I go ahead. I have a feeling of something, and I'm going to pull out not my usual cards. I'm pulling out the flashback cards, and I'm working on that story engine because that's fascinating. It's just I figured out how to use it right. Um... Yeah, it's a little complex. Just warning you, my my Pakmara influence is off the chain. Well, okay, then perhaps you should think about you know feeding it properly. That would be a twenty-six. <laughs> okay, let me pull out a couple of flashback cards because I have a sneaking suspicion of something, which again might add a little bit of ele another element to look into, uh, or may not. But we'll see. Survey says. Okay. <gasps> Ooh. And <laughs> okay. So like I said, I'm using the flashback set instead of the traditional plot twist cards. So the three cards that I pulled out are Festering Insult, False yep. Memory, and Witness to History. Okay. All of those sound extremely accurate. Well, uh, considering all the weird crap you guys have been going through, yeah. So basically, one thing that has happened over the course of the last month, the uh, Pakmara ambassador went missing. Oh, and that's bad. That's very bad. And the parties involved, again, they're somewhere on the ship. They don't know what's going on. They haven't found uh, the Pakmara for a bit, and they, again, which the rest of the Pakmara are like, wait, 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 someone that important with that much knowledge in their gut isn't here? This is a problem! 
Now, while the Pakwara themselves have basically been keeping to their own quarters, the Narns doubly so. By the way, anyone, any Narn in steerage has basically kind of said, this is Narn space. Anybody who doesn't have red eyes and red skin, get the hell out. Um, so it's gang rules now on the ship. Not quite, well, that, we're talking the steerage area more than anything else. And not quite gang rules, it's more of just, um, how do I put this? Uh, I used to live in San Francisco, and I used to live in, in the Bay Area. And during the day, there are plenty of places you can go, no problem, everything's fine. You go, you spend money, you leave. But if it gets close to dark or close to a certain other times, you pretty much realize that maybe I don't want to be here. Those are and gang rules, Dan. Those are gang rules, Dan. But basically, not unlike certain sections of Babylon 5, particularly when you get to down below, I guess gang rules, I yeah, guess. Yeah, those are gang apply. rules. Those are literally gang rules, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. You have already established in our previous conversations that I am white, so just deal with it. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so the Pakwara have also started doing some of that too. Most, and they don't do it as in the whole, you know, if you're not, if you don't have face tentacles, get the hell out. It's more of, for the Pakwara, it's closer to a gentle nudging of maybe you want to be over there. They just like mention that they're about to eat dinner. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably the, probably the best way to do it. They'll say, oh, oh, you've come to join us for, for a meal? Please come, it, 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 come join us. And everybody else will be like, you know what? We're, we gotta go. If you want to be- I suddenly remember an appointment on the other side of the ship. Yes. <laughs> I'm needed on Mars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Pakwara are masters of soft pressure. Yes. <laughs> but uh, a number of the other, but some of the other uh, areas aren't so bad. Now, granted, there aren't a lot of uh, Centauri or Mimbari uh, in the steerage area. Mostly you find a lot of humans, some Narns, Pakwara, some Brikari, Drazi, and a few other random uh, assortment. But. Uh, yeah, so they're kind of playing a little bit more by the territorial rules, except for the humans. And people probably have a number of questions about that. But continuing on, uh, saying yes. Uh, so during that time, while the ambassador was missing, people were wondering what was going on. When the ambassador's body was found, and it was found, it was found five days after death, which is lucky enough. Perfectly ripe. But they asked somebody to do the autopsy, and since Doc Rule was kind of busy and most of the other med staff were kind of busy either treating people or going down to the planet, they actually did ask Ty, who is still, whose alternate identity is still a doctor, <laughs> to perform <laughs> some of the uh, uh, autopsy. That... Uh, yeah, I feel like Ty would have immediately gotten Mirror out to do it instead. Mira volunteered. Instantly, <laughs> been like, yep, all right, not my problem. I will so... always volunteer to autopsy a friend. <laughs> <laughs> We're just oh, off the license. The, the <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so when you did the autopsy, it was in the view of a lot of the other Pacmara society, because this is a big one. And yes, the uh, ambassador was killed in a particular way that it kind of, well, just destroyed their brain. Everything else was untouched, just their brain got destroyed. And nobody knows how or what, even your autopsy reports come out inconclusive. It doesn't even look like blunt force trauma or even a chemical. It was just as if, again, 
like the skull was fine, the skin was fine, but something had, uh, but a drill bit had gone into the brain, scrambled it up a bit, pulled out, and there wasn't an entry or exit wound. Almost as if the brain had been eaten by a cloud of bug nanite. <laughs> Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But with that in mind, um, this is where you're going to have some fun, Mirgret. With that in mind, yes, there was a ceremony to honor the ambassador, which meant uh, a few people would not be allowed in to watch the ambassador get consumed. I mean, we but, don't bring anyway. No one's trying to get prions here. Exactly. But again, ceremony was had, big ceremony for this case, but that also made Mirgret um, the highest ranking Pachmara on the ship. Oh my. So increase your Pachmara influence by 10. That's Holy good. shit. By five, uh, by five. I, I have a spoke. Sure you spoke. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, my, my influence bonus for Pachmara is already 16. Yeah. <laughs> increase it by five because now you're technically an extension of the Pachmara government. Granted, once you get back to ISA space, this may change simply because uh, this is for the localized Pachmara. You don't have a large network to go with. But also for the ISA, which includes this ship, you're now technically in some ways considered a ranking officer. You're an ambassador on board, a representative of the Pachmara. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the Pachmara interests. Uh, the, the interests. Yes. So in that case, your ISA influence goes up by five as well. Uh. It- Okay, so I need to have that. So ISA... You have have an ISA... ISA, Sorry, what? Political? Yes, ISA political. It's mostly localized again to the ship, but again, assuming everything goes back and people are recorded, this will be added to your reputation of someone of note and someone of uh, esteem. So it would add to your influence as well. So, unfortunately... Everyone knew the day would come when Mirgarat would seize power. (laughs) (laughs) In this case, it was more very much power thrust upon them. Simply because, again, you're technically the highest ranking uh, Pachmara as a librarian in the ship. Technically, this means you can move into the uh, ambassadorial quarters. I do. Okay, fair enough. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I move everyone else with me. We're, we're moving up in the world, gang. Are you moving on up to the set of the ship? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's really the starboard side, or is that the, anyway? I don't know. Um, the ship's rotating anyway, so. <laughs> Not the center part. The center part's fine. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so you move a lot of people up to the quarters. The quarters are very nice. It does take a while for them to clear out some of the stuff from the uh, ambassador stuff, because a lot of the personal stuff had to be removed. Oh, that all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having that all put into like in, into a storage closet or something. Like that's that's getting saved. Exactly. But again, after, after that, since it is supposed to be a essentially a large suite hotel room, that you can bring other people into no problem. So for the month that you're gone, you've had to not only be go through the ritual of f- finding the, dipl- the diplomat, uh, uh, diagnosing the diplomat, devouring the diplomat, but then also shifting your stuff to here, which also has one other side effect. The side effect is, is that since you are the highest ranking m- member of the ambassadorship on the ship, 
while you do have, let's just call it priority in case of emergency, you don't have priority going down. They're sending the colonists that were supposed to colonize uh, uh, the other ship, uh, the other place a while ago, first to do the hard labor. So I mean, that's okay. We have mysteries to solve, and also I'm allergic to hard labor. Exactly. <laughs> I is incredibly weak, so she will be no help with this. Now, granted, also, this also means that you, if you want to go down and you could, your influence is a lot better, you can request a shuttle for scientific research or for whatever. It's a little easier to get your hands on a shuttle. So that's you. Dooley. So yes. I talked to you a little bit about the class you chose and a few other things. Uh, Kali is still chief, science, chief security officer, just bar none. She's doing a great job. She's a little overworked, but she's doing a great job. Security has been a problem simply because, again, people panic. They don't know what's going on, but it's not as bad as it once was simply because by the time the month has passed, approximately half of the ship is missing. <clears throat> so, again, while you know where a number of them are or were, uh, there are still a number that are unaccounted for and you're not sure what's going on. So the mystery has uh, kept the security people on their toes. The number of people to observe has gone down. Right. So, which has helped help matters. But Kali is still in charge. She's still working with uh, a number of people that you have worked with already. I believe since you have the brain of uh, Chuck Osteen, Chuck Osteen, the human, uh, has disappeared. He has completely turned off his link and gone into steerage and apparently gone into hiding as far as anyone can tell. That's not good. Yep. Mm. So there's that, since I have the flashback cards. Was there anything else? Uh, but in this case, you've been promoted to, again, you're still a lieutenant, kind of considered a full lieutenant. And um, while Kali does outrank you, she is still a technically a non-com and so well it's kind of a I weird know that i would be considered anything other than that either uh, i mean and and by the way there are two ranks of lieutenant in most military structures um mm -hmm. first I, lieutenant second lieutenant <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I mean, I'm just learning what I can and sticking by my friends when I'm not on duty. So, okay, because this is all weird. I still have questions that aren't yet answered. So, some of for that the, for yeah. the most part, you're basically now considered bridge crew. You're a high ranking security person, though, technically, if you were to get you know very specific about it, you are very specialized in security. You're Okay, this is based on what I know, and it's not exactly correct, but oddly enough, it was from a Babylon 5 convention that I learned this. I worked for a convention, I know, great surprise, uh, in the 90s. It was a Babylon 5 convention called Stellar Occasion. But uh, there were people who got me the gig because they were running security. They were people making sure everything was fine, nobody pulled a knife, nobody did anything bad. They did great, and they were just acting essentially the police officers for the convention. They hired me as what they called secret service. And <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love it already. Yes. So when I went to say something, I said, hi, I'm with secret service. I need something. Like, yes, sir. Absolutely. How can I help you, sir? 
But nobody told anyone. Secret Service was a glorified gopher for the command and control staff. Mm. Literally, okay. like, one, one of the big jobs I had was, was, hey, one of the dealers can't leave his booth. He wants a couple of signatures from the guest. Can you, you know, go grab a couple of uh, uh, pages, stand in line and get signatures uh, uh, for him? Okay, said, that's sure. actually cool, but yeah. <laughs> Which is how I met Claudia Christian. Uh, and yeah. she screamed at me. Uh, <laughs> well, because I, I she says, hey, what can I sign for you? And I lay down three pictures. She just started screaming. <laughs> I just dropped to my knees because that's how I reacted at the time. But so in this case, what's going on with Dooley isn't unlike that. Your bridge crew, but your specialized bridge crew in that you've had the most exposure to all the strangeness that's going on. And while you're under the security banner, for both uh, rank and privileges, you're pretty much acting as an independent agent for the bridge crew, and your assignment is figure out what the hell. Oh, Dooley acting as an independent agent. This is so different from what she's used to. <laughs> well, let's just say it goes in with the situation, but now, because you've been given essentially an officer's rank in the, on board the ship, you also get a, a plus five uh, influence for ISA because you now actually have a rank and you get plus five for security. So they actually do give you things like security codes if you have to go into a door or something so you don't have to pick the lock. Okay, that's really cool. All right. Um, and because wait, I did wait, the same plus, thing with... You said plus five in security and plus five in what? ISA. Okay. And because everybody else, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, wow. Three cards you get from this uh, flashback deck, you'll like this. Will we? Phobia, <laughs> Phobia <laughs> Nightmare, and Best Friend. Oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Becca? I said, that's me! <laughs> <laughs> well, with everything that's been going down, interestingly enough, I'll give you this little hint that I think over the month you figured out some of this. A number of the Pakmara have stayed amongst themselves. The Narn in that area welcome you because you are part of the ship, but also uh, part of, of help keeping them alive. I'll give you a plus three uh, to your Narn influence as well, Narn civilian. Okay. Okay. But this has caused a number of problems in that the Narns are not superstitious, but they have their traditions, and this is going in the other side of it. Um, the other thing you're noticing is that amongst the population of people who are going down and disappearing, Narns are not on that list. Almost like they're not psychic at all. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> the other thing about this is that you still have to have a long conversation, or I guess let's say let's, you breezed over a conversation with Yorni, who mm -hmm. has become... Uh, a little bit more knowledgeable and has decided in some ways to be your sidekick. Nice uh, of that promotion. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> so she is still learning her new skill set and has come up with some interesting tricks. Uh, she's got this book that she reads all the time and she tries to practice some things out of it. You've tried to read it a couple of times and it just looks like gibberish, absolute gibberish. Uh, lines and, and not like you know an alien language or something that shakes up it's like um 
It's like being an English major who opens up a, a physics books right to the high calculations. Hmm. So whereas it's a math textbook. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone who goes to a math textbook, whereas sorcerer, you look at that and go, oh, that's that. The answer is six. An English person would be looking at it and go, that is a beautiful piece of art. Moving on. Yeah, uh, so a real life example. Uh, so I had a friend who was uh, doing like graphic artwork in the early 90s. Computer, home computers were still not in every house. And uh, we were talking about something and that he was doing and, you know, discussing file types, JPEG, whatever, you know, which one was best for the circumstance he was using it and how to integrate it into, I think it was Microsoft Word 3 at the time or something like that. Um, and at I one point in time, huh? I like, and his dad looks at me and goes, you understand all that, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't I? It's computer stuff. His dad had no clue. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm yeah. picturing her reading like the Voynich manuscript or something. Yes. <laughs> are you talking about the Lovecraftian Voynich manuscript, or are you talking about? I'm talking about the actual illustrated codex that is handwritten in an otherwise unknown writing system. Oh yeah, I just saw a video about that too. The 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 the, the Sephric, right? The one the guy just did this whole alien world in an alien language nobody can distinct uh, can figure out, but it actually has a rhythm. No. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking about the the 15th century manuscript. Uh, hang oh, on. Okay, oh, okay. Oh, the thing. You'll like this, Dan. I've probably heard of it before, but again, I'll have to look this up again because yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Same. Well, at some point in time, can I steal that book that she has and bring it to Mirgrat to look at? Okay, so you want to try to borrow the book or otherwise steal it from? This is a, a subterfuge, I believe. So I mean, just for like a day and then return it type of thing. I'm looking up my subterfuge. Uh-huh. Not the best. 16. 16. Okay. Well, at one point, because Yorni does sleep still, um, you try to borrow the book to hand it over to Beerkrat to say, what is this? I mean, maybe I take it to a photocopy machine or something. This is this is the space '90s. We don't have photocopy machines. Yes, uh, we did. <laughs> you know, copiers here. Because <laughs> we all have cell phones where we can take pictures of it. But uh, okay. we we did have photocopy machines in the '90s. Okay, we did. But I'm thinking about yeah you know, on, on the the, the, but not the on the, the show. Future 90s. Yeah, in the yeah. future '90s, uh, they did everything by. They did everything yeah. by, by crystal, so they did very little by paper. Well, there's got to be a way of copying it, taking a picture or something, because... I'm sure there's a way to get it transferred to data crystal. When, you, when, yeah, exactly. for, when that, that company that goes to do their archaeological digs, they mm -hmm. show pictures of things that they... IPX. IPX, yeah. yeah. They show, we saw this tablet and this wall and this strange thing, and they always show a picture up on the screen, so... That's got to be right. Okay, but yeah, you want to get pictures, scan it, something to to get the information off. Well, sixteen wasn't quite good enough, and you realize this is probably where the phobia kicked in. Because, um, well, you didn't get an electric shock. Uh, it was more like somebody had poured liquid nitrogen into your vein structure, and you got to feel it run all the way up your arm to your brain. Oh, that my. does sound unpleasant. 
Mm -hmm. And it brought with it little visions of little beings in very large visceral areas that just looked down and you said, oh, you want something, don't you? What do you want? And that is enough to bring nightmares for days. Yeah, I'll, I'll wake up screaming. Yes. <laughs> um, she is exceedingly apologetic about that. And she says, you know, look, maybe it's best. This is, you know, ancient secrets that only we're supposed to know. And and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm learning them. But uh, it's probably best that you not do that. There's apparently um, security devices on these books. I would like Mirgrat to look at it. I am concerned. Okay. Since we're doing the the the, the, the what you, uh, what exactly are you concerned about? Uh, from my point of view, a lot of it's the unknown. She's learning the stuff from an alien race that we don't know about. Okay. She Who says body uh, snatchers. <laughs> you know, and same way, eventually, I want to try and convince her to get a full body scan from medical. <laughs> okay. I think she's techno mage. She mentioned that, right? Yeah, I, she did. Uh, she did say she was doing stuff for power, and she did actually at one point, with with a, a huge force of will, make a uh, letter appear out of fire in front of her. Yeah, Ty oh, thinks that she's become a techno mage because Ty used to watch the techno mage TV show. Oh yeah, you were yeah. television back in the day, and so she thinks she knows what techno mages do. Ironically. <laughs> Ironically, the episode that I'm currently editing involved you saying, oh yeah, we're looking for techno mages. Really? Yeah, they used to be on this cartoon show. They used to be turtles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the techno mage show. <laughs> so, uh, the teenage mutant, uh, teenage mutant techno mage turtles. So- That extremely yeah. accurate cultural documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you're thoroughly believe that she's a techno mage. She hasn't announced it or anything else like that, but based on the fact that yes, when you saw her emerge from the cocoon, she did have new implants all on her body and she's been able to pull these couple of tricks. You think that's what's going on. She hasn't said it herself. Dooley is left to her own devices as to whether or not she believes anything. Um, but, she did after this conversation she says look uh i i i, I can only let know something a, a number of stuff because you know it, she kind of taps her head and says there's only so much i'm allowed to reveal but she did she pulls out a piece of paper from the duffel bag that she got she says i believe we have something that can help but you have to wait for and she looks at the piece of paper does math in her head 35 days in 35 days, if you trust me, I think we have an answer for this. This is directed to Dooley, by the way. Yeah, no, she's just looking confused and kind of shaking her head. Why Why 35 days? What? And how actually, can like, I trust you? Yeah, if you trust me is a hell of a fucking cab. Yeah. <laughs> she, she flips around the, 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 uh, the piece of paper. And some of it is just, again, jumble, 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 jumble. But there is, as far as you can tell, um, a certain planet's moon cycle has been listed at a certain time when it is a full moon. Now, the planet in mention is just not anything you've heard of before, ever. So it just kind of goes in your brain and comes out the other side. Uh, but again, the fact that you almost feel like you're looking at a piece of paper 
with a clock on it that lists the seconds, like counting down. That's like, some arrival shit. <laughs> she, like she says everything has to be done a certain way but I think there's a way that this will answer all our questions and I don't want to give too much because then it she kind of she kind of sighs then it hurts me okay so, that begs the 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 question of what questions do we have that you think will be answered what am I what can I do for you um, how I can be of help and also what's in the book and where we are. Those are all really good questions, actually. I think she's kind of hit the nail on the head. Mm. Okay. So she's, you know, she's, she's very, very thankful. By the way, while she still has this kind of, um, she's still wearing the outfit she has, um, she's kind of reverted back to I won't say it's a maid's dress, but it's like a lady in waiting dress. Except this one has, of all things, a hood on it and an outside jacket. It's like she's wearing a hoodie with a leather jacket over it. Over. That's a good look. Yeah. I mean, we got her some new clothes. She doesn't have like lower class clothes, so. Yeah. But it, it, you can't tell if this is just her style of choosing or part of the tradition or what. And it's not even the clothes that she had before, because you actually got her, as you said, regular clothes. And they were in good colors, too. Mm -hmm. She's dressing more in black and whites right now, which if you ask her about it, she'll say it's thorny. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that should be interesting because I still she's still Centauri. She is indeed, very much so. Shapes head and everything. Okay. So, all right. So, Ty, you've mm -hmm. had a month. What is Ty planning to do for this gap of time? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, other than keeping her kid from making any more terrible decisions, she's probably very interested in what her other self is doing in the church the chapel okay. and also she has this book she's probably going to be trying to think of a way to like use it to blackmail Dr. Rule somehow mm -hmm. for money okay as you do <laughs> um, <laughs> well yeah, I think those two things okay. okay so keeping your kid together that's pretty much fine you know he's had a bit of a tra trauma of this he watched you vanish for a bit so he's a little nervous and scared about what the heck happened and what the heck's happened to me. So, and also the fact that at memory serves, he was grounded, really grounded. Yeah, double, he's triple secret extremely grounded. grounded. Yeah. I mean, everyone hates being grounded. Probably for talking, the whole month. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> we're talking Butters level of grounded, sort of fear. Butters <laughs> you know? level of grounded? Oh, do you ever watch South Park? Okay, never mind then. Sorry. Gonna throw a couple of cards out. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Oh. Okay. For you, the three cards thrown are Triumph, Collective Memory, and Kept Secret. Yeah, sounds like Ty. <laughs> yeah, this is all extremely high. 
Nothing uh, new here. So, as for the kept secret, that's the easy easy one. I'm guessing you eventually approach uh, Doc Rule when he's treating uh, uh, Captain Serenko, who is the most part stabilizing, but she all, every now and then spews a little blue fluid, says, you know, damn Bari under, under her breath, and still looks like if she were to be not sedated or not otherwise calmed, she'll probably be hulking out at any moment. I'm not sure that hulk is stabilized. I have these drugs that Doc, that uh, Rule gave Ty to give to her, yeah. and I feel like Ty would give those to Mira for analysis or something to figure out what the hell is in them. Okay. Uh, uh, for approaching him. Okay. Uh, Mirgrat, would you be so kind as to do a biology check? Yes, I would. do have to check what my modifier is. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said modifier and I heard motherfucker. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, because that's equally as likely for me to say. <laughs> I gotta check what my motherfucker is. Uh... Oh my god. I, I saw it and then... It, okay, there we go. Yep. I saw it, and then I went to type in my role, and immediately went, oh, hell fucking yeah! Uh, what did you do? You wow, 32. I rolled a 19 for a total of 32. Tell me what the hell is in those drugs, Dan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experimental formula, and that's obvious. A lot of it isn't stable. In fact, the, the chemical formula changes from pill to pill, mostly based on... Uh, instability of the chemical and age. So it will actually erode after a while, like a lot of pharmaceuticals do, but this one is uh, inconsistent in its eroding. So, so you could what I'm hearing is whoever made this was bad at making drugs. Well, it's not so much whoever made this is bad at making drugs. Whoever did this was trying to figure out something and is working on uh, a completely new set of biomechanics. These are neurological uh, assisted drugs which both, as far as you can tell, should in theory amplify certain parts of uh, the brain to encourage things like telepathy, if you happen to have the gene, to encourage intelligence, but also a state of call. It's supposed to activate certain parts of the brain that actually allow for a certain level of stoicism, which would allow the rest of the other parts of the brain access to that energy so it could do things like essentially regeneration okay it Dan, is, Dan yeah. I'm gonna stop you right there go ahead have you in fact handed me something that with a little work could be used to temporarily increase my P rating without taking damage <laughs> I had, I've handed you something that could in theory be used to increase your P rating for a temporary amount of time with severe risks without taking damage. Like I said, severe risks. Again, depending <laughs> but, on which But one it's a risk of damage, not a guarantee of damage. Let's just say a risk of what kind of damage. You saw what happened to the captain, a raving yes, lunatic. Yes, was a human. They're not immune to all of the things that I am. Okay. I'm immune okay. to everything. I'm a Pac Mara. <laughs> Except- well, Ty yeah. is gonna anonymous tip to, uh, I mean, she just really doesn't even need to do that. She's gonna just tell Dewey what she found and okay. have, and get Dewey to relay this info that, uh, the captain got fed, um, weird drug 
by okay. the chief medical officer. She's gonna whistleblow, basically. Fair enough. The whole thing, like she's not gonna tell everyone he knows she's a, she knows he's a war criminal, but that one specific aspect, absolutely. Okay. By the way, also with uh, for Mirgrat, uh, there is one other other thing about this as a potential. You'll notice it's also a potential anti-Agathon. You know what that is? No. A what now? Anti-Agathon. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Not ringing any bells for me. It halts the process of aging and possibly reverses it for up to a certain period. Oh, an anti- oh, like the war criminal thing. Uh-huh. He, he gave the captain war criminal drugs. Uh, potential possibility of war criminal drugs, yes. He gave the captain war criminal drugs. Let's not beat around the bush. Fair Not uh, to be technical? Not exactly. To be, uh, to be a general? Yes. Sweet. So, yeah. That's why it's all experimental. These are all anti-Agathin things like drugs. And yes, so Ty, you... You don't have to, like you said, you don't have to give an honest tip. You just whistleblow straight to Dooley, and Dooley will take it to whomever. Yeah, she's not going to give up that she has this book because she wants to sell that to somebody at some point, but the rest of it, absolutely. Okay. So right. well, the question is, is did you want to uh, confront Doc Rule about this before you blew the whistle? No. Okay. I would never do that. It's not going to confront somebody she's about to accuse of being a war criminal. Fair. <laughs> well, I thought you were just not going to confront in the way of the give me money or I yeah, I bring him the book. In the meantime, oh, yeah, no. I, you know, so, she's yeah, thinking so, about like trying to sell the book to EarthGov. She's not interested in whatever like couple thousand credits like Doc Roll might have lying around. Gotcha. Okay. So there's that. So I guess that's the secret kept, which, by the way, the, it, literally the image of the card secret kept is a book. Oh, there you go. Uh, so that also, works. I will say, I expect all information from Ty to come in the form of an anonymous tip. <laughs> Let's like, be real. If we ask Ty what she wants in her coffee, we're going to get an anonymous tip that Ty likes milk and sugar. <laughs> I was, I was honestly expecting like the, I, you know, just milk and sugar or just the. So Ty, what do you want for breakfast? Oh, nothing. Oh, looks, I got a, uh, looks, I got a telegram. It says bacon, eggs, and toast. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Uh, <laughs> so uh, okay, as for the collective memory, though, here's where it gets interesting because. Your body is unstable. Amongst everybody who was on the vision, yours was the most mentally unstable. You're not in your own body. Mm -hmm. And of all the people there, you were the only one not in your own body. Mm -hmm. So you well, and had... the kid. The kid never touched. Yeah, he wasn't on the shuttle. Oh, yeah, okay. he That's was grounded. Right. Yeah, well, no, he was there. He's the one who said, where have you been? You've been gone for six minutes. But he wasn't on the shuttle because he isn't even supposed to be here. Exactly. So, and he wasn't on the original, yada, yada. Anyway, yeah. you've been having nightmares every now and then, and you get little glimpses of other people's lives and existences through that part of that share. And again, that image of both the Vorlon conversation and that stingray thing, that manta ray thing has been just haunting you here and there. And now you, every now and then, not all the time, not like a, you know, like a, like a schizophrenic without his meds, 
but like a uh, like you get a little whisper every once in a while in the back of your head about something like that like there's somebody in the room with you or there's you know walking along the promenade you, you think someone's calling your name you turn around there's nobody there it's not all the time and it's not flagrant it's just more like the itch at the back of your head like this is something you're supposed to be doing but it's not Oh, like when I have anxiety dreams in September about not having gotten Christmas present. Something like that, yes. <laughs> uh, or if you want to... Not that I do that. that. <laughs> well, here's one that actually happened to me, and it's a great example in a weird way. I had a dream one time. I was walking around thinking to myself, dear God, I'm tired. I'm so tired that I walked into a diner. I walked right past a couple of people with dog heads. I laid right down at the at the bench of a booth, lay down, closed my eyes, and said, why can't I get any sleep? Dear God, why can't I sleep while I was asleep? Oh, good grief. <laughs> I've been that tired. <laughs> okay. That sounds so, bad. <laughs> it, let's just say it's surreal, and it makes for a great story, but yeah, at the time it was the wait, how far in Inception am I? <laughs> you know, am I a dream within a dream within a dream? Okay, how many levels down? Come on! You have been spending time on stakeout with yes. the, the chapel, trying mm -hmm. to see who's going in and going out. You've not been able to figure out how to get in, and there are random people every once in a while that go in and out, but as far as you know, your body's in there. You're almost mm -hmm. absolutely certain of it. You just, uh, Chapel knows that your original body is switched. In oh, other well, words, the body you're, you're writing was a member of a cult, and if that cult has any. Sweet. So, you've been playing Stakeout for a while. So, after that long conversation about what's been happening in the interim. What? Did you think I was going to tell you everything right here, right now? This was the catch-up episode. A prequel, if you will. But things very much get very different very soon. Join us next time as Ty deals with the uh, cultists. And where we continue our great setup for season three. Yes? Good. Now, in the meantime, I have to pass out now. I don't know what's been added to the coffee, but it is enough that I have to go. Oh, look, I have fingers. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email us at temporalplaygrounds.com at gmail.com or find us on Facebook Odyssey a Babylon 5 RPG podcast or Reddit r slash Odyssey B5 Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media the Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20 our audio engineer is Gabriel Belton our theme music Titan Striker was composed by Evan King Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. All other music provided by Creative Commons license and is available of information on our website. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.